thanks for joining us today on Ellis International's Career Success Podcast. We will be joined today by John Charles. John has over 20 years of business development and sales leadership experience with PepsiCo, building iconic global brands such as Pepsi, Gatorade, Tropicana, Frito-Lay, and Quaker. In the retail sales channel prior to PepsiCo, John worked in the spirits industry for Jim Beam International and agribusiness for Continental Grain. All told, John Charles has worked in over 40 different markets across Latin America, Europe, Middle East, Africa, and Asia. He's currently based in the U.S. and serves as the Vice President of International Sales for Walmart International, overseeing PepsiCo sales across Mexico, U.K., Canada, Brazil, and China, among other markets. John Charles is also the current chairman of the Future Leaders Conference at the Consumer Goods Forum and serves as a member on the Samford, Connecticut Symphony Board and the Amos Talk Latin America Advisory Board. Welcome, John. Good morning or good afternoon in Barcelona, Lauren. Thank you. So I would like to start off by finding out a bit more about your leadership experience. Today, you're currently leading a team of 80, if I remember correctly, but I know that you've also had various other leadership roles in the past. Can you tell me a bit more about your leadership experience and how this experience has helped you to get where you are today? You know, it's a great question. You know, I always start uh, as, uh, and I think this is good advice for anybody, really to understand who they are as a person. I mean, it goes back to the very fundamentals. Socrates, of course, said, know thyself. And so I've invested a lot of time and energy um, with organizations that I recommend, like the Center for Creative Leadership. Um, I think you can find them at www.ccl.org. And they do... uh, they basically do leadership development programs where you go through a series or a battery of tests that you get feedback from peers, from, um, you know, managers, uh, basically a 360-degree holistic uh, review process that gives you a lot of insight in who you are, both your strengths and, and your opportunities, and from that you can build. So I think, number one, start from who you are, and certainly who I am is somebody who is, I've discovered along the way, somebody who's very collaborative across the entire value chain, but also has a drive for results. So I don't tend to stay in my functional silo. I integrate, and that was an important learning. The second thing I would say is, you know, have deep immersive experiences in a multicultural environment. And that for me was from my childhood, uh, from going to Barcelona with my parents, uh, later, you know, studying in Italy, and then working um, and traveling around the world for various companies, including Jim Beam International or, and PepsiCo most recently, um, has really helped quite a bit. And then within PepsiCo, where I've worked for the past number of years, it's really about starting from the front line. I started very early in my career working in a frontline sales role in Mexico and in Caribbean and in Brazil, managing a direct-to-store sales force that really gave me a sense of how to motivate uh, people and win with customers. That also requires a certain amount of leadership. Leadership in terms of how you find growth. So those are the three things I would call out from my experience. And what do you see as some of the biggest challenges in in leading teams? You know, it's it's really interesting. Um, I think it all starts with you know the toughest thing in life and the toughest thing in business probably is getting the right question. And so having a common view of a situation 
I think is really important. You know, what is really, what are we facing? What's the reality of what we're facing? From that, and by, by the way, both challenges and opportunities, from that I think you can then go on to crafting a common vision of what you want to achieve and what might be the strategies or roadmap to get you there. And I think that it's important that, especially in, in my role where the people that I work with don't always report to me around the world, they report to local general managers, it's a matrix organization, I have to engage not just their head with the, ration, with the rational, with the argument, but I have to engage their heart as well. And that's really, I think, a big lesson of mine. And then probably everything I've you know, done, of course, has been complicated by operating across multiple markets and multiple cultures. And so you really have to get into the head of these cultures, the head of the people, and understand who they are, the problems they're facing, and be very empathetic. So I think those have been challenges, and I think I've overcome them. Yeah, and I know with, with every successful career, there's always a few failures. Which one of your failures has taught you the most? You know, it's a really uh, interesting one. You know, early on in my career, out of business school, actually, came out of Dartmouth Tuck Business School, and I really, I guess I had the arrogance of a young MBA and thought I could start a company uh, right out of school. And I started this import company, you know, uh, working, importing products from Europe and uh, mostly in the food space. I, I rapidly discovered that my scope was too big, which is all of U.S., and the U.S. is a big place, of course. Yeah. And I also discovered probably one of the golden rules of business. Everything revolves around cash flow. And so when you're in the import distribution business, you frequently discover that you're having to sell to people who you know, require credit, and then you're having to pay as well. So the cash can be very tight. You know, but out of that experience, I discovered that I had a huge passion for international. I really learned a lot about logistics and how you manage the flow of goods across borders and also how you develop a sales team, a third-party sales team. In this case, I had a broker network. And from that, I went on to work uh, for Jim Beam International across Europe and Latin America. So it was a really insightful experience. And I think now if I was to start a business, which I probably will do one time in the future, I certainly have the learnings to take from that early, I would call, failure. Yeah, and I mean, besides this instance, if you could give a piece of advice to your 30-year-old self, what would that be? You know, it's a really interesting one. I was out in California uh, last summer visiting with uh, Google, Facebook, Twitter, a number of high-tech firms, and it struck me that, you know, I thought I was on a different planet. It, it was so far out in the future, visiting these places, including Singularity University, which is all about exponential change. Uh, in Mountain View, California, seeing these organizations and how they're approaching big problems, you know, led me to believe that if you're 30 something, uh, no matter what your age, you know, in your career, you really have to get into digital. Uh, and I mean, digital, both from the perspective of social media, digital marketing, e-commerce, uh, you know, and certainly you're a great example of that, how savvy you are with, with technology and so forth. So, I think that's lesson number one. Lesson two is certainly have an international experience, whether it's travel, uh, ideally living overseas. And again, I think you can relate to that. When you live in a foreign environment, as I was living, for example, in Brazil, when you learn the language, you really get into the mind of the people, which is a bit different than traveling to a certain country. Uh, times are too short. 
But once you have to live the daily experience, you really feel and get very empathetic about how to do business in a certain uh, environment. And then I think also, you know, stretch yourself as much as possible. So I think one of the things when you're a young MBA or young graduate is you think, I need technical skills, whatever it might be. Uh, and I'm not really interested in organizational design or leadership development or mentoring or whatever it might be. But then as you go up in your career, you realize that's actually inverted, that technical skills become less important and the softer side or the, the people side becomes more important. Yeah. And I would definitely agree with what you said uh, about living abroad, learning a language and really adapting to a culture. And if you can adapt to more than one culture, if three, four, then you really have learned a skill that helps you to work with anyone around the world, I think. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I think it's more global now than ever before. And to be in one market, even a dynamic one like the U.S., is a mistake. So let's shift a bit to the consumer goods industry. I would like to get your opinion on a couple of topics, one of which being uh, the recent trends in the consumer goods industry. And what do you see as the biggest trends over the past two years? You know, I guess uh, two or three things. One is the growth of digital and e-commerce has been much faster than I think anybody could have predicted certainly in developed markets, but now expanding to the emerging markets as they leapfrog technology. I think I've also in my area where I work in retail sales or in selling to retailers, um, we also see a lot of consolidation and the growth of alternative channels or value channels, discount channels. And then finally, the volatility of international markets has probably been something which um, is more than anybody could have expected. I mean, the Brexit and so forth. Uh, these are things that were not predicted e- even as you know recently as one week prior to the vote. So yeah. it's just an ongoing thing that you have to live with and learn how to manage. Yeah, and how do you think that these trends uh, will influence the industry over the, the next three years to come? You know, I think social media in particular will have a really a, a, a bigger influence. I think as more and more people get connected around the world, as you know, the internet spreads around the world to more people, uh, that's going to grow only in influence and impact on business. I think e-commerce will certainly take a bigger share of retail sales, and many retailers will probably recognize that they don't have to have the same physical structure to serve local markets, especially in developed countries. And so you're likely to see also further consolidation in the retail space. I think that's certainly going to be a trend uh, going forward as, as retailers look to bring down cost and discover that you know, e-commerce is more of a, a platform to drive growth into the future. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, John, for being a guest on the Career Success Podcast today. Thank you, Lauren. It's really a great service you do, and I look forward to staying in touch. 